You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers training camp day six, I think it is. The first day with pads is in the books, ton to talk about. Uh, Trey Lance, nearly perfect on this day. He took a first-team rep that sent Twitter a buzz. Kyle Shanahan trying to kill that buzz as he has been as it comes to Trey Lance for the entire week so far of training camp. But we'll get into all the reports on this Wednesday, on this winky Wednesday. Let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Wink. What's happening, my man? Oh, I mean, come on. We, we got Trey Lance mania going on over here. Isn't this a lot of fun? It's so much fun. Croc off the air, I think, had the best line so far. He's like, did anybody else practice today or was it just <laughs> Trey Lance on the field? <laughs> That's great. It's great. I think we're going to, you know, get into a lot of that, get into a lot of, you know, Garoppolo after practice and Trey Lance, the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. But first, first, I wanted to, to start things off before we get too crazy. My, so my daughter starts school tomorrow, right? So which is super early. Um, but it got me thinking back to my first day of school, like, you know, every day I was always so excited, so pumped up. And then like, did you guys ever have a bad first day? Cause like I had a really bad first day of high school. <laughs> oh, so, really? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. So, I remember like, you know, the anticipation of first days. Uh, I remember like it was younger huge, me, right? it was like you would have over the summer, you would have collected like some new threads and you're like, okay, so you put together your outfit on day one and then everything right. would go to hell. After that, and then uh, I do remember showing up one day in high school after I grew about six inches. It seemed like over the course of the summer, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't think any of my clothes fit anymore. Yeah, no one recognized you. They're like, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, who's the six three guy? <laughs> no, so for me, it's my first day of high school, right? So, uh, you know, I'm, I I came from a small school. I did the whole K through eight thing, so I graduated with like twenty five people in eighth grade. And so I'm going to high school. It's Lincoln High, and Stockton is huge, right? And I'm just overwhelmed, just like, oh, yeah, this is feel like a little kid. You know, I got my backpack on. I had my O'Keefe hat on. I was so proud of it over the summer. We got, like, all-stars. <laughs> we went super far. And, and so I, I made some new friends. And I'm like, yeah, we're walking around. And, and school's out. I'm walking to go home. And, and I'm just, you know, we're, we're laughing, giggling. And my buddy's just like, hey, dude, what's up? What's on your hat? Bird pooped all over my oh, head. No. <laughs> yes, got all over my backpack. Like it was the most poop I've ever seen on anybody on me. First day of high school, new friends. Awesome. Oh, what, what year were you at Lincoln? I started in 93, 94. Okay, now you're you're before because my brother graduated from Lincoln High School. Oh, when did he graduate? Uh 2001. So he was oh, actually yeah, was on the on 2000 that. team, uh, first team from in Stockton history to win sections. Nice. Yeah, we never got even close. Tell me Robert about that. Actually, still holds a record. Uh, seven interceptions in one season. Still has a record. Nice. Is the whole family? My brother was actually like, he, he was legit. The whole like, family was, plays defense? I, I guess so, for whatever reason. Like, like <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to put you on offense. You guys don't score touchdowns. Enough. Nobody in the Crocker family can catch, apparently. I know, right? Lincoln's a running school, right? <laughs> you don't want to be a wide receiver at Lincoln. After, I mean, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Cooks came from there, too. Yeah, I forget that I have a couple of Stockton dudes on a the couple. podcast with me. No, I mean, just with me on the podcast oh. today. Oh, yeah, um, I know Michael's <laughs> Pizza. I don't know anything about Stockton. I like would drive as fast as I can through 
Stockton on Highway 99. That's my experience with Stockton, California. I've even had nice. weird experiences on the highway. In the middle of the night, there was this dude in a Trans Am one time. I was driving from Chico to Visalia. It's a long drive, like five or six hours. I get to Stockton, middle of the night, and uh, this dude in like a yellow Trans Am is next to me. He, he pulls on to the on-ramp from one of the Stockton exits, and I'm just driving straight through. And uh, at this point, I was driving a, a 72 Ford Ranchero, if you know what that is. Kind of like an El Camino. It's like a, a truck okay. in the front, a, or a truck in the back and a car in the front. Kind of has like a muscle car-y look, though. So maybe this guy was trying to race me. He's like at this yellow Trans Am, and he's driving next to me, same exact speed. And I was like, all right, what's this guy doing? Then he turns on his interior car light. So I can see him inside of his car. Like, he wants me to be able to see him. And he's got, like, this Hulk Hogan sort of a Fu Manchu, blonde mustache, blonde-haired guy. I think he's got no shirt on. And and he's looking at me. And I was like, what the hell is going on right now? And he just kind of looked at me for a while, drove the same speed as me. I didn't try to race him or anything. I don't know if that's what he was trying to do. I don't know if he's just out of his mind, if he was coked up or what. Uh, and then a couple exits later, he gets off. I, I think like, he was hitting on you. And I was like, well, I, I'm definitely not stopping to get gas in Stockton. <laughs> Yeah, someone getting gas. I had I actually hit someone Ooh. one time, uh, like with your hand, like so with your fist. This is or 2000, the car? Mm-hmm. and because I was going to my son's mom's house, I remember that. So I, I stopped getting gas. I had I had what we call a scraper, right? So it's the Buick on the twenty two inch rims, and <laughs> so you scrape the ground. Okay, I'm at, and I got I got I I'm getting gas. And there's some dudes out there. I'm not tripping. Like, you know, I'm from Stockton, whatever. Next thing I know, like, they're like, hey, something, something, something. And I'm like, what? Like, but you can see by the mannerisms, like, okay, this isn't cool. And dude tried to, like, get in front of my car, and I just smashed off. <laughs> Boop. Dang, okay. Don't, yeah. don't get in front of Crocker. Dude. I'm not going to lie. I've done that, too, in Stockton. Yeah, I, I mean. Sometimes you don't stop. Like You, you don't just, know because. I, I'm not gonna be. It's not gonna be me. That's all I yeah, know. Like, exactly. Oh, if you stop, then it's gonna be somebody else's scraper, <laughs> right? Or or worse, right? You know, so or you're right. and during that time, I mean, I, I have buddies getting murdered like left and right, and so yeah, no, nah, I was. That's crazy, I, man. I don't know what they wanted. I'll never know, but <laughs> right. And I know about Michaels. What was the spot you guys were just talking about a minute ago about that has huge oh, pancakes? Chuck's. Chuck's yeah, pancakes. Chuck's. That's okay. where we used to cut class and go get some hash browns and some manhole pancakes. Love that place. Hey, yeah. you mentioned Michael's, though. I always go there for the ranch. I just had a revelation. I had Wingstop the other day for the first time. Their ranch is identical. They, they oh. must use the exact same recipe. Interesting. Wingstop okay. for the first time in your life? Yeah, yeah. I just, I was blown away. They, the Korean barbecue wings are the, my new favorite thing in the world. Did you try the, um, they have some really good, their their bread that they no. give. They, oh. Crocker's face when, you, when he said, that's the first time? He was disgusted yeah. with you. He could not believe that was the first time you ever had. I don't like thing on bones. I, I, you know, and so I got the wing list, the bone. Uh, you know, what? Boneless. I don't eat things on bones, man. It's nasty. Oh my! I'm not God. a caveman. You you're, you're eating adult chicken nuggets. <laughs> exactly, they're delicious. Oh my God! No. The wings oh, cost man. more with the bones too, and you get less meat. I'm out. Nah, you're out. <laughs> face is priceless all right we, we gotta hold up we, we gotta we gotta move the conversation to the 49ers this this is fun next week we'll reminisce some more about uh wings in stockton california and those types of things but but people are tuning into this podcast for the 49ers i want to talk about trey lance who according to benjamin albright someone in the building in san francisco told him quote Mahomes 2.0 that's what we're talking about with trey lance there was a big time hype day for trey lance following Tuesday's first padded practice 
of the season. He dropped a dime deep downfield to Brandon Sherfield. He was 13 of 13 at one point in practice, and, and he missed finally the final deep ball to Richie James, who, by the way, Richie James, there's a lot of people getting accolades in, in practice, and, and he's not one of them. So maybe he's on the hot seat. Maybe it's Trent Sherfield, who's a special teams guy, more of a, a coverage guy than a return guy that could be taking his job. But 13 of 13 at one point for Trey Lance, nearly perfect. And the biggest story of the day is he took a first-team rep. And we had talked about it, Croc, a couple weeks ago. It was like that if as soon as he sneaks in there, it's not going to get by the media at practice. If he takes one rep with the first team, it's going to be a huge story. And it was. Croc, what do you think? Is it a big story that Trey Lance has taken a first team rep in practice today for the first time? Well, ever? I thought I, I looked into it a little bit until you hear Kyle Shanahan just, no, like he's not getting reps with the ones. He's never going to play. No, he's not going to be a starter. No, no, no. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, essentially, I'll, I'll give up. Shanahan said that uh, they just wanted to run something to get the first team offensive line with Lance in there with one of the, you know, zone replays or whatever it was just to get him used to one of the reps and just one single rep is all it took. And I guess the offensive line's like, cool, we can run this play for the rest of our lives. Cause we took one rep with Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> quarterback. So uh, I'm I do not sure. have a theory. <laughs> What's that? Okay. I, I do have a theory on why Kyle Shanahan is kind of being like this, or did you want to wait? Are we going to get into his presser or no? I mean, not really. We, we actually, we should probably break here. Yeah. L- let's start the next segment here with your thought on that. We'll hear about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, what he said about Trent Sherfield, which I thought was interesting. I've got a quote from Jimmy Garoppolo on Trey Lance as well. And some more reports from Tuesday's padded 49ers training camp practice. Some fresh new odds from betonline.ag. If you're getting antsy and you want to put your money on something involving the NFL season, there's a lot of fun ones. New odds for who will be the Colts starting quarterback in week one. Favorite there, minus 125 for Jacob Eason. Nick Foles can get some 3-1, to 5-1 to one for Brett Hundley. Even greater odds for maybe a trade for Marcus Mariota or Phillip Rivers coming out of retirement. What about Jimmy G and Cam Newton at 12-1? to 1? Who will be the Texans starting quarterback? Broncos, Teddy B or Drew Locke? What about the Saints, Patriots, 49ers, and Bears? Think you know who's going to be a starting quarterback? There's a lot of jobs up for grabs right now in the NFL. You can get in on that action at betonline.ag. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Head on over to the website. Use promo code Locked On. You can sign up today on a desktop or the mobile app. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online with promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Croc. I like to start th- segments with theories. So uh, let's hear <laughs> your theory here, and and we'll see if we can debunk it over the course of the next 10 minutes or so. All right, so. Talk to my buddy Chris. And I'm like, I, I don't understand, like, just the vibe that Kyle Shanahan is kind of giving off. And what we kind of came to the conclusion was, said, you know, I had to put myself in the position of being a coach. And remember, when this trade happened, they talked to they talked to Jimmy Garoppolo. And the conversation was, or Jimmy's question was, do I, do I have a chance to compete for this job? And they said yes. And I think a lot of what Kyle Shanahan is doing and his demeanor with the whole thing is tr- probably trying to be as fair as possible and not get caught up in all the hype that everybody else is and give Jimmy a legit fair shot because Jimmy is playing well, right? I mean, like he's not like, I mean, and it's just practice and he knows who Jimmy is and all that. But I think he's 
trying to come off as giving Jimmy every opportunity to take hold of this position before he hands it over to the kid. Now, at some point, it may become inevitable. But at the moment, I think he's just trying to, like, he's trying to hold off. And I I think it's more of a respect thing, you know, instead of him being in the media like, oh, yeah, you got to see this Trey Lance kid? Yeah, I made the right choice. You know, and Jimmy's back there like, I thought I had a chance. You know, so I I think there's a little bit of that going on. No, that makes sense. There's more to it. There's some politics involved. There has to be. There's dollars involved. You go to your owner and you say, hey, can we pay this guy $26 million? And you're like, oh, yeah, never mind. Actually, he's not going to even play all for <laughs> us this year. There's the the man-to-man stuff where they told Jimmy he had a shot. And it's not like Jimmy's losing the job. And Jimmy's been never been a great practice player anyway. So you kind of have to you owe it to everybody to let this play out and go through the plan because they still haven't played a preseason game. They've, played, they've had one practice with pads on so far. And, Croc, I'll ask you this. You've been through training camps. You've been through installs. Can you even compete while you're installing stuff? Because you really are, are learning new things and you're trying to figure out what's going on, get everybody on the same page. Then pads are on, you know the plays, then let's go, right? Can, can you even, are you even at the starting line for a competition, let alone quarterback, like any any competitions on the field throughout the roster? Can you really, is it fair to even start competing if you're still just like doing installs and you're still in your first week of training camp? Everything's an evaluation in the NFL. I mean, you can be walking down the hall and they might be evaluating how you chew gum and walk at the same time, <laughs> you know? So it might be different because obviously like, you know, you got one guy that's making $27 million, the other guy that was a third overall pick. So their evaluation of those two guys might be different than the evaluation of Eric Crocker, who's one of the last guys on the debit chart at cornerback. But just in, in the overall grand scheme of thing of how the NFL works, they have guys assigned to everything surrounding that team. And every moment is being evaluated to some extent, whether it's somebody that needs to do something better or, oh, man, this isn't what I was expecting. But they are taking note with everything. Yeah, and going right off of that, too, Jimmy knows that. I mean, there's video of him staying late after practice today working on his deep ball because I'm sure he feels – that pressure. He sees what the kid's doing out there, and he's like, oh, I got I to gotta put in the time. I got to show I want this. He's doing the Trey Lance throw. He's rolling left yeah, and throwing yeah. it right. He's like, oh, gosh, dang, I can't get it. But listen, you can you can do that all you want, but if you're going to be gun-shy when it comes down to it, right. then it, it, it's all for nothing. And that's the difference. Now, there have been four deep ball completions now by Trey Lance, and that's who he is. He's going to put the ball down the field. He's going to stretch the ball. Jimmy, zero. And that's mm-hmm. who Jimmy Garoppolo has been. I made a joke about it on Twitter. Somebody was like, oh, look at that's uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo pointing at the guy that's gonna take his spot. Cause if you freeze frame it on the on the deep throw, you see Jimmy Garoppolo pointing. And it looks like he's kind of pointing at either Trey Lance or something in that area. And I said, No, he's pointing to Travis Benjamin who ran a five yard route because that's who he would have thrown it to. So he's probably <laughs> to the guy like, oh, he got hey, Travis he's open, open he's right open here. over the middle. <laughs> yeah, oh, he got Travis right there. He's like, no, dude, I'm throwing it 50 yards down the field. We're right. different. We're not the same. That's so hilarious. that's kind of what you, I mean, it's a totally different dynamic there. And to be fair to Garoppolo, and it's fun to hear reports from guys on the sideline that are, you know, in the media and reporting all these things. And the 49ers are so well covered, and it's awesome how much coverage we have for this team. And we get tons of great information. I've been trying to search for other players on other teams and doing fantasy research and all kinds of stuff. It's so much harder to find information about other players. You go search anybody. You search there's more information about Trent Sherfield's training camp right now than there is about 
uh, what's going on with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. It's crazy, dude. Like the the 49ers are so well covered. And so um, and there's a big microscope on the quarterback situation, obviously. But there needs to be some context, too, with some of these things. And a couple of the, the most popular throws so far in training camp. One was today. And actually, I think I saved the quote from Dieter Kurtenbach, who I've chatted with a few times. He fills in over as a host at uh, KNBR. And he wrote, and he was at camp today, uh, and he wrote on Twitter that Trey Lance just made a throw I didn't know humans could actually make. Video game nonsense. Step up, roll left across his body, on the jump, 50 yards in the air, on a rope, into the pocket to a crossing receiver touchdown. And that was the throw to Trent Sherfield. And uh, Dieter was more blown away than everybody else by it uh, uh, and maybe a little hyperbole by Dieter. I'm going to actually talk to him about that. Maybe we'll have him on the show and ask him about some of the things he's seen. He also writes for the San Jose Mercury News, by the way. But um, when it comes to that throw and when it comes to a throw from earlier in training camp, the wobbler that we were talking about, the duck pass, right? And, and it was like, okay, if, if, I'm, if, if you're a PFF and you're grading that throw from earlier where a Debo goes up and catches it and it was a duck of a throw, it'd be like, oh, that's kind of an interceptable pass. I, it was completed, but it's mm. not necessarily the biggest positive as far as throws go. And then I was watching the Sherfield throw today, and it is impressive, and I love seeing him roll left with such confidence. Trey Lance rolling left out of the pocket, keeping his eyes down the field, and then letting it fly. And it is a good pass. It's a perfect pass. But then... The second half of the play, and I wish this is where it's, and we talked about this, Croc, slow motion, the camera's on the ball in slow motion. It's like, gosh, I just want to see the whole field and the throw right. and the pass rush and the, the route and the coverage and all these things. As the ball's coming down, the closest guy to Sherfield's like 15 yards away, and he's wearing, I think, 58 or 53. It's like, <laughs> so there, there needs to be context with some of these things too because right. like, what was the coverage? He's going against the second team defense. Uh, there was a number 41 that was in the screen, but that's not Emmanuel Mosley anymore, right? He changed his number. So I don't know who's currently wearing 41. Uh, Ambry Thomas? Is it, let's see. Who'd you say it was? Ambry Thomas. Oh, is that Ambry, the rookie? Okay. Was he the one? Oh, so sure. he might have been following him from across the field because uh, he was. it was sort of a post route or maybe a deep crosser. I'm not sure. Uh, you can't tell from the video, but he's definitely coming from right to, the offense is right to left. Sherfield is. And 41 is so far away from him, kind of in trail position. It looks like someone who's like a safety on the other side of the field that's coming over, and it looks like a busted coverage. And the closest player to him is is maybe undrafted linebacker Justin Hilliard. I don't know. Maybe Elijah Sullivan, 59, 58. I thought it was maybe 53. And I think I'm seeing Jonas Griffith as a linebacker wearing number 53. Anyway, none of those guys are going to be in coverage on the field. Jimmy Garoppolo's two interceptions were done by 54. Trey Lance isn't right. throwing against number 54, and Sherfield's just wide open. So, look, the, the throw was awesome, and I love seeing him roll out, and it was on it was on target. If he was covered tightly, it would have been a, a catch. And so um, I, I don't want to take anything away from it, but at the same time, some context is needed with some of these things. Slow your roll with Patrick Mahomes, number two, the first right. week of training camp, because, first of all, Patrick Mahomes can't run like Trey Lance. So, hey, maybe, maybe, one, maybe uh, Patrick Mahomes will be chasing Trey Lance's tail one day. But, look. There's some context needed in all these things. The deep ball to Debo was a duck that should have been picked off in reality, right? That that's that's just the reality of that throw. But people freak out about it, you know. Deep ball, deep ball. Um, and then 
the throw today to Sherfield. He's wide open, like covered, busted coverage, maybe covered by a linebacker. Uh, and we've seen Garoppolo hit some wide open stuff that Kyle Shanahan drew up or wide open receivers, and we've seen him miss some too. Um, it's not anything to take away from the Trey Lance play or Trent Sherfield or any of that. But he's going against two. He's going against rookies on defense. And by all accounts, he's carving them up. But <laughs> at this, there's just some context needed. So I'm just trying to tell everybody, including whoever that scout or coach is that's calling Trey Lance Mahomes 2.0, apparently, and leaking that information yeah. to Benjamin Albright. And I trust Benjamin Albright. He's, he's plugged in. He's in the Denver area, radio guy. But he's, he's, he seems to always be right. And I think he's got scouts that he's connected to because he's usually really good with draft stuff. Just there's context needed. Slow your roll. Let's enjoy this. And let's watch it when the bullets are flying live. They're practicing in pads. Trey Lance could actually be hit by somebody on an opposing defense. Those um, those group practices with the Chargers. I think we'll learn a lot more there. So I think that's kind of where Kyle Shanahan is here. He's like, look, you, yeah. you, this is our plan. You Nothing can change in the first week. It just can't happen yet. If he's doing this in the preseason and maybe even running with the ones in the preseason and carving up other teams, we've got to take a serious look at this. But right now it's just too early because there's some guy wearing number 53 that's trying to cover a, a wide receiver down the field. And it's just a completely bust of a play. And so there's just context needed in all of this. So that's, I just right. want to calm everybody down right now with Trey Lance. He's going to be awesome. It's the first week of the first training camp of his career. Right. I, I think some breaks. of it too is, is what it looks like, right? Like, does he look like he belongs? And does it look like he's, you know, doing the, the things that we brought him in here to do? So I think that's where a lot of the excitement is when it's like, hey, we drafted this big arm, athletic, smart, intelligent quarterback that's going to help us stretch the field. And then he gets out there. And first thing you see is a big arm, athletic quarterback that's stretching the field and it's like well look, this is what we brought him in to do he's running in for touchdowns he's throwing deep balls and I think there just gets that there's that excitement level from probably everybody even probably people yeah. in the building as well oh, for sure. where it's like dude when when are we going to get him those first team reps I I know those conversations are happening in those coaches meetings I think a lot of it's justification too where it's just like look see this is why we gave up so much for him like look look, look we got our guy this this guy's legit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe some thing. some maybe some worried fans too. They're like, "Oh my god, what just happened? Yeah. We just gave up a lot for this guy from D2 school." And it's like, "Oh, they did it. They got they got the right guy. Right. This is awesome. He's amazing." But yeah, so the thing we shouldn't be surprised about is that he's taller than Jimmy G, faster than Jimmy G, and has a better arm than Jimmy G. So, those things we shouldn't be surprised about. Uh but let's let everything else develop and there's plenty of time for him to even pass Garoppolo before week 1 doesn't need to happen the first day that pads go on um let's hear from jimmy g next i don't have the audio but uh i've got a quote from him and then um i don't know whatever else is on our minds maybe even take some questions here uh, there's a lot going on the trey lance show from tuesday's first padded training camp practice we'll continue the conversation next Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone at Built.com. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. Uh, if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out because there's so many good ones. Peanut butter, my number one. You got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Those are the originals, but they are always rolling out specialty flavors. So go to Built.com, buy yourself a box, mix your own box of Built Bars, 
Not only are those Built Bar flavors the best tasting protein bar out there, they are healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four or five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs in every bar. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at Built.com. I don't know if you guys heard this, so Jimmy Garoppolo hit the microphone after practice and was talking about some things, and he was asked about Trey Lance, and this was what he said about the rookie. He's looking f-ing good, man. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> that was a, that was a different quote from a different day. But that's pretty much what everybody else is saying about Trey Lance right now. I will say this: stock up big time for Trent Sherfield and Croc. To our credit, he made our projected fifty-three man roster, and he's actually doing some things on the offensive side of the ball, not just special teams, which is where we thought he would find his way in. Um, and with Debo held out of practice. Uh, just he's a little bit sore, nothing major with Debo Samuel, but he wasn't his practice, and it was uh, Trent Sherfield who's been both Garoppolo and Lance's favorite target in practice. And real, I know you got something, Croc, but uh, real quick, this is the quote from Garoppolo when asked about Trent Sherfield. He said, he's been very reliable. We have a couple more days of install, and some guys get lost out there. He's been sharp and on his stuff. That's the main thing you can ask from a receiver. So Trent Sherfield definitely doing what he needs to do to make this roster a wide receiver in a really wide, wide open competition for wide receiver three through six. Yeah, no, well, what I was going to say was about Debo Samuel, my guy, Ryan, he, he trains athletes uh, up in the Pacific Northwest, a uh, new athlete. That's his, uh, that's his uh, business and everything. He's thriving up there. He was on the phone with me last week and he was talking to me about this training that, uh, that he does this certification that they do is called GOTA. And he brought up some of the injuries from the 49er players. And he specifically mentioned Debo Samuel. And he said, Croc, Debo is going to get hurt again. He's going to hurt his hamstring or his uh, quad or something. He's going to continue to have these injuries because of the way that he trains and um, with how much, like, he was saying some kind of power on his heels or something. The way he trains, the way he runs and steps, he said he's going to get hurt again. And then he doubled down on it this morning. He called me and I was like, yeah, you know, we were talking about something. And he said, but listen, this is why I'm telling you, Debo Samuel is going to hurt his hamstring again. And today he's not practicing. And they say, what, a quad injury or something? But he was telling me, like, he's going to have these injuries because of certain. there's this way he runs or steps and nobody's correcting it. And he's, like, creating this type of force or something. And then it's like there's a snowball effect of it like hurting other parts of your body and that's what's going on with Debo. That's that's just the news I that's I, ha, I I'm not saying I didn't believe him when he told me last week or this morning, but it was just like nah, I mean, we'll see. But then Debo's not practicing. I just thought that was strange. I don't know. Get this guy on the show. Yeah, wink wink, what do you think? Is Debo creating too much force against the ground? Because that's a good thing. Don't they measure that and you want to have a lot of force exploding from the ground, right? It's the way that they do it. Like uh, the some people, the way that they hit the ground, and he was showing me some guys. I'll send you the video, and you can see it. You can see the guy's ankle kind of buckle under the pressure mm. of how he's running. And he, you know, maybe the guy hasn't had injuries, but he's like, it's it's gonna happen because if he continues to run like that, and you can see it, and then you can see how it shoots up to his calf, and then you can see his calf bulging, and then how, and he's like, that's gonna cause 
uh, injuries here, and he has like the arrows that point to it. And it, so it's I, I don't know if it's everybody because I'm like I know I ain't run right. I never was hurt really until I got my ankle jacked up last season I played. But I, I'm trying to figure out how much of it do I take. But then Debo got right. hurt today, and that was just why I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, well, he was sore from all that other all the other days of, oh, and it was only been a week of, and he's been, and even Kyle Shanahan applauded Debo for the shape he was in, and he looks like he's a little bit slimmer. He looks like he's in good shape, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I don't doubt that. There's something to it, and, and he does run different. The way he runs is different. He runs kind of wide, too, right? His base is very wide. His feet are outside of his hips when he I runs, mean, and when he releases from the line of scrimmage. I don't know if that's just tech, a technique thing, but I feel like he does it a lot more just, exaggerated than other players I've seen. Just think about it. You know, if you if you're if you're running hard and you're pounding into the ground, your whole body's shaking, right? Your whole body's moving around more than it probably should. As if you're you know out there, real fleet of foot, real real you know kind of gliding a- across the ground. If you're running really violently and angry, I'm sure your body's not liking that too much. I mean, it's the same reason you know linemen keep bashing into each other. It's, it's rocking their whole bodies. You know, it's I, I, I'm. Wow, I'm actually really terrified at what you just said there, Croc. You got me real scared, man. It reminds me of uh, Anquan Bolden when he was coming out of oh, there you go, Florida State. I remember there was a, a story about a scout who was like, I think there, it, I think it was maybe a pro day, it might have been combine or pro day. It was when Anquan Bolden was running his 40 yard dash, and the scout said he wasn't he wasn't there timing it. He was just there, and he heard Anquan Bolden run his 40 yard dash. And he legitimately thought there was a damn horse on the field. Like, that's how <laughs> loud Anquan Bolden's footsteps were. It was like the force he creates with the ground. And he's like, what the hell was that? And it was like, he looked over and it was Anquan Bolden running his 40. So he saw that sounded like a horse running on the field. And so um, I, I think there's definitely something to that. But I think there's, it's something that's definitely above what I know and your boy Croc is is paid to know these things, and I am not. And Debo continually gets hurt, so yeah. there's definitely there's something to it. I would think that would be harder on your joints than maybe the soft tissue because it's been soft tissue stuff with uh, with Debo Samuel, right? Yeah, but that's what he said. He told me what it was going to affect. He was saying like the hamstrings and quads and stuff. It, but it just starts with the way that you step, and then it's like a. You know, going up, it starts to affect different areas of your body. Like Whether a chain your reaction ankles, your, just from the feet on up to, yeah. Yeah, all the way that. up to your back. He was telling me about, like, the way a guy might, like, twist when he's running and how it starts with the ankle. Yeah, all kind of stuff. And I was like, damn, I got to learn this. Don't you think Debo moves very differently, especially with his releases? With with a really, really exaggeratedly wide base? Or is that just yeah. a, a normal thing? His feet are a little wider um, when he's running. It's more like outside of his frame a little bit. It's almost like Marshawn Lynch, how Marshawn Lynch ran at running back. He was like really wide, had like the square base. Yes. And Debo runs, uh, you know, kind of similarly. Both guys difficult to tackle. It probably has something to do with it. Yeah, both yeah. guys come with power and it makes yep. you hard to tackle when you've got that much force coming uh, from the ground through your body. There, there was a report about, uh, I don't remember who was talking about uh, Debo Samuel, and maybe it was you, Croc, earlier talking about Debo, what he needed to work on, maybe the route tree. Uh, I think contested catches is, is one of the things I've seen with him, and I think in camp it's looked like he's been much better going up in the air and getting the body, getting the ball over his head because he's got these really long arms, and he should be better with the ball in the air, and he's good at scooping it off the ground, but I think he needs to be better getting the ball in the air and some of those ball skills things. And by the way, another 
C.D. Lamb catch, Croc, we were talking about yesterday. Every day there's a new one. There was one today where he bodied somebody in Cowboys camp and caught it over the top of their heads. So that's going to be fun to see. I'm sure he's going to be a star of uh, the hard knocks, and he's going to be. No separation, huh? But no separation. Again, like that's Debo. (laughs) I mean, that's uh, C.D. Lamb's game. But uh, back to another first-rounder from last year in Debo Samuel. uh, Releases is is, because Debo's releases powerful. It looks different, but I think they're effective. Um and it's really important, right, to have great releases if you're a wide receiver in the NFL. Is that one of the things? Was it you that was talking about Debo Samuel's releases? Is something he really needed to work on to become that, like, wide receiver one for the 49ers? No, nah, I mean, I thought he had good releases. I, I just, I don't know. I'm not, not to say that he didn't have anything that he needed to work on, but I thought Debo, like, with how they utilize him, whether it was on slants, I thought he was good, like, vertically, uh, pushing Debo was the one that said he needed to improve on his deeper route running. So I thought his deep, I thought his route running deep was sorry. I mean, uh, I said Debo. I meant, Ayuk. I meant Ayuk with the releases. I said Debo. I meant Ayuk. Oh, Debo's releases are Ayuk. better right now than Ayuk's releases. No, Ayuk. I said that he needs to improve. I know specifically, like one thing that jumped out to me was like his run after catch. I mean, we all look at the Philadelphia game and we see like you know the jumping over a guy and stuff like that, but. <laughs> If you really kind of look at a lot of his catches, the the run after catch, like, you know, catching the ball, making guys miss, getting the extra 10, 15 yards, I, I felt like that wasn't really a part of his game last year. Definitely was in college. But I think the game in the NFL was maybe moving a little fast for him. And once it slows down, mm-hmm. I think he might give you some of that. But that was an area where I felt like he, he could improve a bit. Yeah, just nuance. He's a rookie, so he'll get better right. his releases. He'll get better and more confident running after the catch. He'll get better with his ball skills, and that's what's exciting about IU because he's already really good just because he's a, a springy guy and so athletic and has great play speed in a Kyle Shanahan offense. There's potentially a lot more there, and um, we'll see if Debo can stay on the field. Trey Lance. Jalen Hurd? Jalen Hurd. Did I, he practice today? Uh, he, yeah, I, I think he did come yeah. back and was – but only individuals, right? He's not doing team stuff yet. I thought I heard, saw on. someone – I thought I saw someone say he did team. Oh, but they I, let, don't, don't they let Jalen Hurd hit people? Oof. It's ballsy. It's ballsy. <laughs> I saw him his rookie year, and I was at training camp, and what he was doing to guys, I mean, and how it was starting some brawls, pancaking defensive backs multiple times. Um, he was a physically imposing guy out there. And he definitely came across as a guy that does not care Cockiness, if right? you don't like what he's doing. Because yeah. there are a lot of guys that – you know, you know, there's kind of practice etiquette. You got to practice a certain way. Yeah, and I don't think he that. cared about. I don't think he cared about any of that. I think it was for him. It was just like, if you're out there, like my job is to block you. So I right. don't care about anything else you're talking about. I'm not here to make friends. And it looked like he kind of took on that persona, and uh, <laughs> definitely was something that was uh, working for him. Nothing wrong with that. Coaching staff is going to love that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Nick making mention of the New York Giants having a, a team-wide brawl that pretty much everybody was involved with, and Joe Judge, the head coach, kicked his kicked the rest of the coaching staff off the field and just made his dudes like high school style run 100-yard sprints, didn't like how they were running, so I had him do push-ups instead, then run more sprints, then do more push-ups. Uh, not a great and scene the there. Dude. Yeah, and usually you see brawls and stuff when the other teams come in and they do those joint practices, so we might see something with the with the Chargers, but that's not great when you see your own team get that crazy with your quarterback, by the way, at the bottom of the pile, according right. to some reports. That's not, that's not great. Uh, I didn't really like the New York Giants' chances this year, but... 
Um, you like some fighting, and, and secretly maybe some coaches kind of like seeing some of that, but you don't want it to be like a scene from a movie where it's absurd. What was the movie, uh, Unnecessary Roughness, where they're like jumping up and doing WWF-style like, yeah. cleats to the, to the chest? You don't want that kind of stuff happening. Croc, what do you think? Good thing if they're fighting in camp? I mean, you don't want it to get like carried away and excessive, but you like a little fire. I always like when guys show that they care. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it was, I was definitely a guy. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many fights I got into in practice, but it was just like, you know, heated. You know, it gets heated. You're 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 battling. You're competing. It gets a little heated, and you know, maybe you take it a little too far. But I'd rather that than like not enough fire or not enough passion for the competition aspect of it, whether it's practice or in the games. There's going to be one scuffle. Who do we think it's going to be? Let's let's finish with this. This is a good one. You mentioned Jalen Hurd. I could see him being involved. The 49ers kind of have some nice guys. I'm trying to think of who's going to be that guy that would really start something or that won't back down if somebody's starting crap. And sometimes it's like a rookie. Sometimes there was a there was an undrafted free agent for was it the Vikings? What team was that? Where a dude got cut and it didn't even Did you see this croc? The was you talking about the 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 play where the guy got hit? Yeah, somebody got hit and he had to get carted off the field. That was today. Yeah, the, the Panthers. Oh, it was the no, Panthers. that was the Panthers. Game. Oh, Panthers! It was the Panthers. I mean, yeah. Panthers practice. And the, the the I saw the play. The hit didn't look like anything, and the dude got cut. It looked crazy. The, the the result of it was bad because the guy ended up getting carted off. But yeah. the hit. That's what I was saying. I'm like, the hit didn't look like. I mean, I, I get like stern. You know, give him a stern talking to. Uh, find him for you know. Uh, talk to him about the way that he needs to practice, but cut him for that. Right. I thought that that was a little. That. It's not like he speared him top. or anything. He was making a, an example of him, I'm sure. But the 49ers did have a scuffle today. Oh, did they? I missed that. Good. Yeah, okay, now we're Mac. talking. Oh, uh, I think I it was. Uh, Mac, I think yeah. Mac Mac pancaked him, and I think the next play they got into a scuffle. Oh, there there was good reports about Mac in practice today. Kinlaw's not the guy I would go pick on, but if you're a new guy on a new team and you want to earn you some respect, the biggest guy, right? you want to earn some respect, go pancake Kinlaw. So yeah. uh, I, I bet that makes the quarterbacks and the running backs feel real good about Mac being up front in the middle of that offensive line. I did not hear that. Yeah. It, well, oh, Kinlaw it's hard to murder somebody. It's hard to filter everything with the uh, Trey. The Trey Lance noise was right. so loud, and that's 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 what happens sometimes with those fights. So Kinlaw's like. Dang, you're better than me. I can't beat you. So let's fight. <laughs> right? That, that happens. That's why Croc got in so many fights. We got it right. Because the receiver knew that you were better than him, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. We got we got to talk to Grant Cohn about Ken Law, right? Oh, we he got to. Yeah, on. tomorrow we got Grant Cohn coming on the show. Or depending on when you listen, we're going to record with Grant Thursday night. So Thursday night, I'll post it. Or Friday morning, if you're a morning listener, you'll get the Grant Cohn episode. Wink. Always fun. Thanks for joining us once again. Yeah, my pleasure. Shout out to Gavin. Thanks for coming by the restaurant, bud. Oh, all right. Yeah, you had a listener pop up at the restaurant. What was the order? Did he go with the chili verde? Yeah, Landon and and his son Gavin came by, and uh, I I don't think they were too pleased with what they got. I think it was uh, not an A plus day coming out of the kitchen. But oh, no. Yeah, I got have to give him have him come back by and uh, make sure I'm there next time, guys. Oh, it was a it was a Winkler off day, dude. Is your staff slacking when you're not there? You might have That's to go seven saying, days a week man. and make sure crack that. Whip. I'm really glad that they told me about this because I had a talking to in the kitchen. Did you make them run hundred yard sprints? I was like, "That's it. Get out of here. The rest of the staff go home. Let's go kitchen. We're heading out back up downs. Let's go. Fantastic. Go see Nick at Hardinez de San Juan, and Croc and I will be back tomorrow right here. Locked on Forty ers
See ya.